Welcome to the 20th episode of Let's Conquer Books. Salil Jha said, You are a reader, and therefore a thinker, an observer, a living soul who wants more out of this human experience. In this episode, I talk about how author C.S. Lewis recommends reading old books because old books have been tested. They give us context, removes our blinders, broadens our perspective, and aids us in understanding the present. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Alexander the Great Reader, and this is a podcast where we read, study lessons, and build our inner power because the next level we will reach doesn't tolerate cowards. I got a, the idea of this episode by reading an article I, I saw online by C.S. Lewis. He's actually an author, and his author was about the introduction that was written of one of his books. And that book is called Athenius on the Incarnation. I'll put a link to the article. The book, you can go out and read it yourself. So that was an introduction. And C.S. Lewis is famous. He, he was once an atheist and then a Christian. And he wrote books, big books. Like the, the most famous one is The Chronicles of Narnia, which became three big box office success. So after reading this article, I got inspired and said, you know what, basically the gist of it, he recommends reading two old books for every new book. So if you're going to read a new book on psychology that just came out, he says, go read two old books on psychology as well. So the first idea I got from reading this introduction from C.S. Lewis is old books have been tested. And a new book has yet to be proven by the test of time and its ideas are still on trial. So I like self-help books. So if there's a new self-help book that comes out, let's say in the next week or two, a couple ideas you can do is like, okay, I'm going to go back and read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was published in 1937. Four Agreements by... Don Miguel Ruiz, that's 1997. The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz, 1959. Those books to this day, people read them. So they have been tested by time. If you're going to get a new book coming out next week on psychology, you can read Influence by Robert Caldini, that's 1984. Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, 1995. The Very Famous Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. That's 1946. Just to give you a little ideas, because I like psychology books, and I try to read older ones and new ones. I never, I was doing this already, but I know this is a good way to think about it. It was like, wow, I'm doing this already, but now it's a strategy. And I want to also share my strategy with you as well. The second idea I got is reading this is old books give us context. That's what he talks about, C.S. Lewis. That reading a new book is like stepping into the middle of a conversation. So you read this new book, and you've never read 
prior books about the same subject, maybe the author will start talking about older things and you're like, you really don't understand what he's talking about. So you're like stepping in the middle of a conversation. I recently got interested in this whole Bitcoin thing and I read a book called Digital Gold by Nathaniel Popper. But I also read other books that were older that, you know, brought good perspective, good context into this, like Fool by Randomness by Nassim Taleb. You know, this could be a random thing and I can get fooled into investing that. Common Sense Investing by John Bogle. He's the one who created Vanguard Investments, one of the biggest in the world. He wrote that in 2007. He'll, he'll bring the context of not trying to get these great returns or be so speculative and just invest in the market. The whole market as a whole have very be very diversified. Peter Lynch, one up on Wall Street, he's one of the most famous head fund managers, Fidelity Fund, and he was very successful, produced some of the highest returns ever seen, and he wrote a book on how you can you know do better than Wall Street. You could put that. I bring you some context into this whole Bitcoin thing. And Warren Buffett is known as one of the most famous and successful investors ever. But he learned from a guy called Graham, something Graham. And the book is called Intelligent Investor. That was written in 1949. And you can get some context from reading that also. The third idea I got from C.S. Lewis, this article about the introduction of a book he wrote... Old books remove our blinders. So every era, every era has its own outlook, which is good at seeing certain truths and blind to see others. The way, what I thought about this is learning from the past, the mistakes of the past. Books that will help you do that, Animal Farm. That's written by George Orwell, 1945, and I think it was part of the British regime that was controlling some of the Middle East and India and Asia and he saw like how the system was working he, he viewed it as like an, a farm of animals and there was a hierarchy and uh, and the people all the way on the top were just fooling everybody so you learn there you're learning and takes the blinders and you say whoa this is kind of happening around me right now Ordinary Men by Christopher Browning that was written in 1992. That book Jordan Peterson speaks highly about because these were men, just regular guys, that when the Nazis took over, they let it happen and they become operatives of the police of the Nazis and they de go into detail like how they were just seeing all these ordinary men, including just doing these atrocities, which is scary because it can happen here because ordinary people can be influenced by very bad people and end up committing atrocious things on human beings like the Nazis did. Another book is The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Another book recommended by Jordan Peterson. He wrote a book called The Twelve Rules of Life. Very good. I recommend it. This book was written in 1973 and it's more on the Soviet when they had all these camps, and I guess he was in the camp. I haven't read it. It's one of the books I want to read. It's a big book. 
And I guess it changed the view of communism, this book. So that's learning from the past. The fourth idea is all books broaden our perspective. So it broadens a reader's knowledge and allows him to better critique and evaluate the modern books he reads. I'm going to use a perspective of sales. Say you're in sales or you're starting in sales or you're interested in sales and you go buy this new book. You, know, you can also start reading some older books like The Psychology of Selling by Byron Tracy. And you can read Zig Ziglar's Secrets of Closing the Sale. That's written in 1982. One of the best books I've read is How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Bettiger. And that was written in 1949. And what I liked, he was an insurance salesman, but he used a lot of what Dale Carnegie and How to Win Friends and Influence People. He was one of his mentors and he became really successful after applying what he he learned from Dale Carnegie and Dale Carnegie actually encouraged him to you know, put your story out. You'll encourage people. So reading those older books, you know, it gives you perspective on the fundamentals of selling. Uh, what are some of those things they're recommending that will still work to today that you should do? That is just, it works. Why reinvent the wheel? The fifth idea is old books aid us in understanding the present. So the authors and thinkers of the past made mistakes, but equating ourselves with the books they wrote will enable us to better see the ways in which we can avoid those same mistakes. C.S. Lewis has a great point there. And the way I'm thinking about this is prophetic books. Prophetic meaning they were talking about a future that looked very bad and oblique and scary. And now... You know, 50, 40, 60 years later, we're like, oh, a lot of what they said was truth. They wrote a lot that didn't come true in those books, but a lot did. Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, 1957. That book's about she grew up in communism and her father had a business and she saw how communism took away her dad's business and just living under that type of government. And she kind of said, this is kind of happening in the U.S., but wrote it in a way, in a novel form. Fahrenheit 451 by Ray and Bradbury. That was written in 1953, and he was talking about how they're going to burn books and, and information is going to be controlled, and nobody's going to read books. You know, Fireman's job was burning books, and it was like, and it's kind of happening like that, where people aren't reading anymore. People are not looking to be fed through books. 1984 is another big one. It's getting bigger and bigger with this whole NSA, all this CIA, all this Facebook, you know, everybody spying us and getting information on us and advertisers are attacking us through the information gained through these companies. So 1984 kind of talks about that. There's a lot of mistakes in there that, you know, probably never happened, but there's some stuff in there that'll scare you and you say, wow. This guy knew that where we were heading. And I added this other book by Robert Greene called The 48 Laws of Power. It's a very famous book. I remember this book because Jay-Z and Kanye used to praise this book. And there's a lot of truth in this book. But there's a lot of mistakes. You will gain power with this, but it'll be hard to keep it. Because there's a lot of unethical things on there. A lot of things that will hurt others. 
while you gain. So that's a good book to learn from. Now, I want you guys to take action. I'm going to start giving you action items here in my episodes. And the action is, you know, if you're going to read a new book that just came out that interests you, make the effort to read one or two older books on that same subject or category. You know, ideas would be go to goodreads.com and find the book, the new book, and go into recommendations and look at any that are old, you know, 10, 20 years old on those recommendations. You can go to Amazon and look at what go go look at that new book and if you scroll down there's a thing called amazon customers also bought and you look through there and look for one or two older books that you know other people reading this book have bought i want to thank my uh you my listener together we have over 700 plays and downloads my reading challenge i'm at 64 books out of 100 great pace i'm going to start reading some bigger books now and let's connect you know let's talk about ideas maybe you have some ideas for me for my show any feedback uh things you like you're listening to places i'm usually at is twitter i'm a lot a lot on instagram a little bit on facebook all the links are in the description so see you on the next one Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or any other platform that has podcasts so you don't miss the next episode where I talk about the purpose of book summaries and notes.